strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. It is me, Doreen Morin Van Dam. I am back after taking a week off. I was in Suriname last week at Social Media Conference Suriname, and I am back with my first ever duo guest. So I'm very excited that you're here, and I'm excited to introduce you to our guest. But before I do, I want to do a quick shout out to everybody who is watching live, thank you for being here. Um, if you're watching this on the replay, we so appreciate you coming to listen to and watch our podcast. Um, listen to our podcast, watch our show. And yes, last but not least, we know this gets repurposed as a podcast. So if you're listening on your phone while you're driving somewhere, we appreciate you. Thank you. Um, quick shout out to our sponsor, Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting, and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. If you need data, you need Social Insider. So without much further ado, I'm going to introduce you to both Cami and Sandy, my first ever duo um, uh, guests. So I'm very excited. Both Cami and Sandy are the co-hosts of Money Tales, an incredible podcast about money. And that's what we'll be talking about today. <laughs> Welcome, Cami. Welcome, Sandy. Thanks, Doreen. Great to yes. be here. So nice to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So let me just introduce you real quick, everybody, to um, both Cami and Sandy. Cami is the chief marketing officer and a partner at Asp uh, Aspirient. Aspirient. Well yeah, done. I should have well asked done, you before it's a hard reading one. this. <laughs> Cami's also a member of the executive committee, national leadership team, and co host of the Money Tales podcast. And Sandy is the chief client officer at Asperient. She is fueled by a passion to help people make good, meaningful financial decisions and to see the impact of those choices on their lives. So I'm going to just start with the impact you made on my life. Um, you invited Aww. me to be on your podcast a couple of months ago, and we talked money. And let me tell you, that is the first time I've publicly talked about the role that money had in my life or didn't have for a long time. So if you're interested in that story, I will link below um, to this podcast with the link to that podcast um, so that you can listen to that conversation. It really stirred up a lot of stuff. It's called um, Going Dutch. It's a real thing. And it was an amazing podcast, especially my Dutch friends recognized a lot um, in that. So I want to make sure that you have a chance to listen to Cami and Sandy as they um, got a lot of information out of me that I didn't know I had. <laughs> it's a really fun conversation, Jereen. Thanks again for doing it. And I think um, that particular episode, you were so vulnerable in an open, aware way. And I think that's one of the, you know, those are just key ingredients to productive money conversations. So we're, we were really glad to have that conversation and learned a lot from you. Thanks. Thanks. So let's start talking about money. So when and where 
Should a business owner start talking about money? Now, I'm assuming the answer is before you start your business. Always. Always <laughs> talk about money. Before, yeah. during, after. If you're but, up late at night thinking about it, that's a great time to talk about yeah. money. Because so, people don't. They don't, Doreen. That's that's part of the challenge. We're so focused on the task at hand. And there should be, maybe you need to declare time to actually have these conversations. And, you know, I'm, I have personal experience. My husband did a startup and we neglected it and it catches up to you. You know, you, there's so many other things to talk about, um, but it's really important. Yeah. So as you're doing this, as you're doing your podcast and you're asking people about money, is there a theme that people say or a reason that they don't talk about money? I think it has a lot to do with society because we're taught here in the United States in particular that talking about money is a taboo. We're not encouraged to do it. And there's a lot of judgment in our society and media in particular about people who have money, people who don't have money. So it can be really scary um, for, for some folks to talk about it. And if it's not something that a person has been talking about in their family of origin, or, or, you know, whatever their situation is growing up, that can make it hard too, because often we learn a lot in those early years of life. Um, sometimes we're not even talking about money, but we're observing the adults in our life as, as young children. Um, they're modeling for us certain things about money and all of that can imprint different scripts uh, and messages in us. And sometimes those messages can hold us back from talking openly about money. But that said, sorry, go ahead, Sandy. <laughs> that said, um, talking about money um, may feel for some people to be a little difficult at first, but it doesn't have to be. Like anything else that's maybe new and different, just kind of getting out there on the ledge, trying different techniques and repeating them can really help a lot. I'd say money is a funny thing too. There's something about it in our society that we are expected to know everything. You know, or at least that's, we put it upon ourselves that we should know everything that we need to be the ex expert in money, but everything else we do, we go to experts and we, we, we go find them and we get resources that help us. And there's something about money where I think there's been this implication that we should know and do everything all ourselves. So that's another thing that I think we need to just throw out, throw out the door, you know, ask questions, learn, be curious, have fun. Yeah. All right. So then I'm going to throw the elephant in the room or what is that expression? We're three women talking about money right here. That's another, I think that to me was the biggest um, aha moment when I was done talking to both of you. I don't think I've ever had conversations with other professional women besides in my small mastermind group about money, you know, because it's in my, where I grew up, and we talked about that when I was interviewed by you, is that my dad handled the money. My dad was in charge of the money. He was the one making the money. So he was making decisions and he wasn't really talking with his children about money or decisions he made. And so here we are, three women, business owners or, or professionals talking about money, which is great. It's a great place to start, right? So I want to just tell you, if you're watching this live or on the replay and you have money, questions about money, or you have worries about money, or you're interested to talk to somebody about money, 
find another woman, right? Because that gives you a little bit of safety there. If you feel like if you've asked questions before and you've gotten rebuffed or maybe you asked the wrong person, but find somebody that you trust and talk about money. That's right. And if you're a man, talk to a woman about money too. That's always yes. fun. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So as a business owner, um, you know, a lot of people that are watching this, my audience consists of people that have already started a business and they might want to scale. Mm. They might be uh, social media professionals, content creators, and they want to scale. So with scaling come a lot of potential issues like, should I hire contractors or should I employ people? Let's talk a little bit about what scaling looks like because there's some scary things that happen when we grow our business. Can either of you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'm happy to, to, to take the lead on this one. So during when businesses are scaling, they're making, they tend to make large investments in the business, right? And, and it's hard to know sometimes how to prioritize the those investments, what's going to give you the best return on the investment. And this is where talking with other business owners can be really helpful, especially folks who've done this already, because there's so much to learn from other people's experience. And so we were talking a little bit before about the importance of money conversations. We haven't really hit on how do you have a money conversation? And oftentimes it can be as simple as asking someone, say, saying, you know, I'm at this stage in my business. I'd really like to bounce some ideas off of you. Would you be open to it? And oftentimes it doesn't even have to come across as let's have a big, deep, hairy money conversation. It can just be, um, you know, acknowledging that someone else has some experience and uh, asking them to to give you some insights on into how they made their decisions that can help you decide how to make your decisions. Another great person to have a money conversation with is an advisor, right? Whether it's a legal counsel, a financial advisor, or some other trusted advisor in your world, um, you know, those are folks who know you if you've you've had a relationship with them. And if you're not working with folks like that, could be a great reason to start a, a relationship and really build trust and, and generate and, and leverage the experience of, of the advisors and how they can help you with some of this decision-making. Because oftentimes it, it's a matter of trade-offs. And, mm-hmm. and again, like what, what trade-off um, can you make today that's going to help you get closer to your vision of success tomorrow? Oh, that's beautiful. That's great. Cammy, do you have anything to add to that? Just underscoring everything Sandy said. I think there's a part of just get get the ball rolling, ask the questions. I, I really appreciate what Sandy said. Don't make it big and hairy. Just start mm. the conversation. People do like sharing how they handled certain experiences. I mean, Doreen, you can you can share what it felt like to be on the Money Tales podcast. It's nice to share. This is what I learned. This is what I did. Even sharing some mistakes, we've all do it. And right. it's, it's sometimes freeing. You know? It was freeing for me. It also was something that, I knew, and if you're watching this, this might be you, you have these pre-existing biases about money because of by whom and how you were raised. And I didn't start my business till I was 40. I had had a career of raising my children and being home with them. And then I started a business, not because I wanted to make money, but I started a business because I needed something to do. I needed to, you know, I knew my life was changing as the last of my children was starting kindergarten and I wanted to feel useful. So for the first few years, nothing I did 
was about money. The decisions I made in my business weren't correlated necessarily to making money. That also meant that I probably wasn't asking enough money and I wasn't <laughs> charging enough. And so not until I became part of a mastermind, and I love that you said that, ask other business, you know, business owners and ask somebody, we started having real conversations, private conversations, a group of like four or five small people about, you know, what are you charging? How do you charge? What is your business model? How do you, you know, are you, are you on retainer? Do you do hourly? What works and what doesn't? How do you, how do your clients react to that? And then the most important question, how do you raise your rates? Which is really Ooh, yeah. as a social media professional, as a content creator, how do you go to an existing client and say, hey, I love working with you, but guess what? I'm going to double what I'm charging you starting January 1st. That's a hard conversation to have, but they can be had if you plan them right. And Doreen, you're bringing up so many great things. Uh, first, I want to comment on your experience that you just recounted starting your business because there's some really great wisdom in there. And that is you knew what your purpose was. Right. So I think when it comes to to business decisions and money related business decisions, being really clear on what the your purpose is, what are you trying to achieve in your business? Why, why are you in business? What are you doing? That's really important. Being aware of your values is also really important. And as you um brought up the the mastermind group that you're in, and we talked a little bit about this on Money Tales, but I'm just curious for today's conversation, could you share what it was like in those beginning conversations? with people that you were getting to know, but didn't, you know, I'm assuming these conversations were happening early on in the group, but, but just share a little bit about that. Cause that can be helpful for, for other folks out there. Yes. About. Yeah. So the mastermind, I think we were probably together for a couple of weeks. Um, we had met in person at a conference and we were all in the social media field, but we were in different geographic locations. So that was our common bond. We had, a similar business model. We were all moms. We were all female, but we were in different locations and oh, we all had great. different, yeah, we all had different ideas of how we wanted to scale. So once we had had a conversation about clients and client work and other, we finally got to the money conversation. And I distinctly remember the first conversation we had, I was flabbergasted. I was the one making the most money, but I could also tell you <laughs> that within a year, all three of the other women were making more money than I was. So, so you're a good coach. Right so, there. Yeah, somehow, <laughs> somewhere. And I'm like, wait, now I'm now. So, but it was really good because, you know, talking about, you know, value, you know, valuing what you offer. And yes, we're in different geographical locations, but what you charge should not based on what a client can pay. Mm. And that was a big, you know, I think that, the realization came to all of us that we were looking at where we were geographically. Well, this is what they can afford. And by talking to people in different locations, we realized, well, if we, if we find clients in a different location, we could charge twice, twice as much. Right. So that was a, a big aha moment for all of us. And that's how we were all eventually able to scale. And, you know, this was probably 2015 and seven years later, we're all making six figures and we're all, you know, thriving in different businesses. And some of us have taken jobs and we're doing really well. But that initial conversation was super, super powerful. And it was, and I can tell you it was scary to it put was, it out on the table. Sure. It was a scary conversation to have, 
Like, are we really going to tell each other what we made last <laughs> year? Because we didn't know at all where we were. But if you're struggling with that, like, you know, find a trusted group and have those have those private conversations because they can be super powerful. And in my experience, when, when, when someone's talking about money and those fears come up, you're like, I don't know, I feel them in my belly. But that's a good, that's a, a sign that, that, that you're on the right track, <clears throat> that there's, there's something good happening in this conversation. And I remember having uh, a conversation with our family around dinner about money and our kids were asking my husband and I how much we were making. Ooh. And, and that, that stomach feeling came in. Um, but we had a very open conversation and it was freeing and um, it's really led to some other important conversations. So that's just a, a reminder that talking about money with family members, other stakeholders in your financial uh, success or financial situation is great. And also talking with friends and people who might be a little further removed from the day-to-day of your life. Those are all great people to be talking to about money. And, you know, Doreen, you also brought up your history, you know, what's your background. And I think whether you're a business owner, I mean, this, this all plays in, right? We aren't just business people on one side and then our family life separate. It all blends together. So something, how we always start the podcast, Money Tales podcast, is we ask what their backstory is because you can learn so much. And I think we can all learn so much about ourselves. What are our blockers when mm-hmm. that we bring into business? Because money wasn't talked about or the relationship with money was different. And that really can add to the conversation. I mean, it's a great uh, starting point. Tell me how was money handled in your home? It's just a great way to understand you personally, what's, what's driving you, what, what's holding you back. And then also in your other relationships, whether it's with your partner, your business partner, your, your personal partner, it really can uncover so much. And, and it's, like I said, a bit of a nice, soft warm-up. Yes, yes. So, all right. So we just have a few minutes. I wanted to talk to you about if a business owner is thinking about, you know, tax season coming up in the spring, are there, you have any tips on either who they should talk to or what they should do, you know, the end of the year here? Um, I know as a business owner, you know, trying to figure out, um, you know, how to spend the last little bit of money and, and how to, you know, pay your taxes. Uh, we have estimated taxes. And um, are there some do's and don'ts? If you have one one quick tip each, maybe that can help somebody that they might have forgotten to do or, you know, thinking ahead that might help them. Yeah. So this is the critical time of the year. Everything gets really busy in our business at the third quarter or it's fourth quarter because we're the last three months toward that December 31st deadline. And I think one of the the really important things to look at for business owners who are generating net uh, income beyond their expenses is uh, retirement planning. Mm. There's so many great retirement plans for self-employed people where you can uh, contribute money and on a tax deferred or, or tax free basis, depending upon your situation, and have that accrue and grow over the remainder of your working life, which can be a really great boon. So, okay. um, talking to tip. yeah, For and sure. my tip is going to be you know, call your advisor. Might not, <laughs> might sound obvious, but sometimes we're just so focused. And Sandy talked about find the right, if it's not the right advisor, find the right advisor. Really lean on these people for advice. 
Yeah, right. you, you can't know anything. We already know, you know, everybody has an expertise in something. And so find mm -hmm. a financial advisor who works with businesses, business owners, and can find all the right, everything you need to do to get things in order. That was, that's, that's great advice. I really appreciate it. So I want to let my audience know how to find you. And when we were in the green room, we, I was asking what is, next for money tales and you shared your dream of being hmm. on stage whether it's at a ted talk or maybe at a conference so i just want to do a quick shout out to those of you who are here a lot of you are business owners content creators you want to learn how to have a conversation about money if you know an event if you're an event planner if you think wow this was an interesting conversation connect with cami and sandy go listen to money tales and see if they might be a good fit for your event. I'm connected to a lot of people who hold events. And I this conversation has really changed a lot in my business. Just having conversations with other people about money is great. It's freeing. It's wonderful. So I think more people need to know. So if you are watching this and you have an event that they could come talk, please connect with them. So Cami and Sandy, um, Cami, I'm going to start with you. How can people find you, connect with you? Well, since this a big audience of social media folks, for sure on LinkedIn, that's one of the easiest. And then thanks, Doreen, you're going to put a link to your yes. the podcast. Yeah. That's another place on our website. Um, I won't try to spell sparing for you all. Just go to the link and there you can find some contact information for both Sandy and myself. Okay. Sandy, anything to add to that? Nope. Thank you, Cammie. That's, that's <laughs> perfect. All right. I'm going to do a quick round of questions, rapid fire questions. Um, Cammie, I'm going to start with you. Physical work or mental work? Physical. Um, Sandy, messy desk or clean desk? Ooh, messy most days. <laughs> and for both of you, speed or accuracy? Speed. Accuracy. Oh, I love that. Perfect, right? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so thank you so much for being my guest today. First conversation about money on the Strategy Talks. Um, podcast and live show. And the first time I hosted two guests. So I love that. Two firsts. Thank you so much. And um, definitely, if you've been watching this or listening to this, next hop on over to Money Tales. Um, some great conversations to be had. I thank both of you for being my guest today. I know you were up early since you're both in California. So it's early for you, but I appreciate you being here and um, talking to my audience today. Such a pleasure. Thank you, Doreen. And, and thanks to all the listeners out there. Cheers to that. All right. We'll see you next week, everybody.